Hello everyone. It's good to be back. These last few podcasts I've been practicing. Just talking. Really all of them I've been practicing talking, right? Um, And that doesn't go into anything. I was just thinking how um, now I'm practicing where to place myself with respects to the microphone so that I'm not breathing too hard on it or laughing too hard on it. Um, It's also been a mix of editing. I've been lazy now that I can just send it over to Joseph. Um, So I haven't really been looking at timestamps and cutting off as much, which is good. Um, It was tedious process. So it's giving me time to actually focus on presentation as well as, um, I guess, ending, closing. We can say closing, (laughs) presenting, closing, and of course, delivering. And while I haven't found the perfect balance yet, I'm sure it's in there somewhere. I've been wondering what to talk about, even though I know I've said multiple times, this isn't, excuse me, (laughs) like a weird (laughs) cough thing there. But um, it's not like I said it was indirect or chaotic in a sense of this little dialogue session, I'm calling it. Um, It is in a sense, (laughs) it's like a mixed feeling. And I know that's confusing, but I at least want to go in with an interesting topic or story I thought I had. But then it became so many. And so I was like, well, which one do I pick? Do I talk about, you know, work again and what that's like? And then I'm like, nah, work is boring. Who who wants to talk about work all day? Then I was like, do I talk about, you know, after effects of the club scene? Then I was like, nah, not club again. And so then I was like, hmm, sex life maybe? And then I was like, nah, we'll save that one. We'll save that one. And so it put me at a slump, you know, a bump in the road. Oh, yeah. And the last one. See, there's so many. I forget so many. And then they come back. Um, A conversation about parallel universe. Hmm. That one sounds enticing right now. I wanted to avoid it. Right. I wanted to avoid that conversation because aliens is crazy enough. But now we're talking about DC parallel universe. Now, I heard an interesting theory the other day. I myself, I know what you're thinking. Do you believe in parallel universes? Well, to cut the story short, um, it's not no all the way, but it is. And I know that's in the middle. Um, And you can't have your cake and eat it too, Broderick. And you're right. But if I think about it, I just feel like parallel universe would make things so insignificant and I want us to be significant. But truly, if I sit down and say we are not as significant as we may want to feel, then I would have to lend my mind 
toward the possibility of another me out there, you know, existing off of different choices. Um, and my imagination allows me to see some of that. Right? I don't know. Maybe that's potential, right? I don't know. Um, and if we're all doing that, then truly we're living and dying <laughs> multiple times in different scenarios, right? Uh, it's crazy to think about. Um, mind-blowing, mind-boggling, right? So I didn't know how to really have that conversation, but I imagine just like this. <laughs> and so, in a sense, you can never be wrong, right? Because you could also never be right. You're simply trying out every possibility to ensure that it is wrong and right all at once. And I have to lend myself to the different possibilities because we talked about the perfect being, right? And the perfect being splitting itself out um, to understand, to truly judge what is good and what is evil, right? And it has to live through every scenario. It has to be the worst it can be, but also the best it can be. Um, but how does it judge the best and worst without knowing every possible scenario? So it must burn itself at times and heal itself at times, right? And not heal itself and not um, be hurt. It's weird. Could a being like that exist? And if so, it is us and the animals and the things around us, truly, maybe even the inanimate things. And so in order to live a life like that, it would have to live through possibilities. Possibilities it may or may not have control over. Interesting. So I imagine you can put a thousand theories out, right? And every one of them is right because heck, every possibility is a possibility, right? And isn't it weird to think about just how probable a circle is, right? And we know that our energy flows circular. This has nothing to do with um, probability, by the way, or possibility world. This is just interesting. Um, well, I guess it does have to do with probability, but the probability of something happening twice or happening in the same way is probable and sensible in this world, right? We know that things can live. We know that things can die and we know that it can replicate, right? Clone itself in a sense to carry on possibly the work it didn't finish or the work that it needs to finish or get done or just to keep the cycle going it's interesting so if we were fucking up at like uh the system the circle we stop it right the motion what the fuck would come for us i wonder <laughs> goes back to aliens right um so when i think about things like that it's interesting it's fun and it's sad at the same time and it's comical at the same time. So it's weird. But the human mind probably does that as a safeguard. Like when it gets too dark, too real, you know, you just laugh and it may make it funny or it may make it cynical. Um, crazy thing, crazy thing. Um, I was at work. You see, how I look at this. This has nothing to do with probability, by the way, in the slightest. Um, but I was talking about essentially how do I um, act out like different scenarios and essentially I go, well, yeah, I was pausing because this wasn't supposed to be about probability, but it is. So, and we were just discussing just like the different stars, the different pioneers, the different thoughts 
And so when you have so many different pioneers, but they all have the same thought, which is, hey, I have to go find something. What does that mean? Like, is it the same thought or is it just people sharing a thought? I wonder. Um, I went on a hike yesterday. Look how fast this is going. The conversation comes up again. Um, and essentially, we were just discussing like um, thought transference or transference. Maybe that's how you pronounce it, where you just share thoughts. By the way, if anybody, you know, studies this kind of stuff, that's interesting. Um, come on, um, let's have a conversation about it. I'm not too certain. I've never read any books on it, but people tell me they read books on it. So I want to recommend some books, too. That would be cool. Um, I'm interested in thought transference, you know, because I feel like we all share ideas. Like we've had that moment where we're like, man. I think I wrote that song before, <laughs> you know, but we might just be that um, cynical, who knows? Um, and we'll just, you know, see where it goes. But it's just an interesting thought. Um, well, I'm going to say it twice. Thought transference. Um, that'll be something unique if that exists. And so, like, even thought has a way of surviving after, you know, the eventual death of the body. Um, those dreams and ideals maybe transfer on into a different part of the cycle, if you will, different part of the circle. Um, this goes back to my beginning notion before even probability and possibilities is that, you know, there's a structure of circular in nature, repeatable processes, even if it's a little bit different, um, like it's perfecting itself, growing itself, um, for what? Who knows? But interesting, to say the least. <laughs> what are the chances of that continuing to go and continuing to happen? You know, is it really happen chance? I like to differ and say no. Um, and also, I think if it's not happen chance and somebody designed it, could somebody design something that could live out different possibilities? Which leads me to my second thing, right? Is it even possible to do that, right? Is it even realistic in the laws of physics? And the laws of physics says if it can happen, it can happen again, right? <laughs> Repeatable. So if time travel is real, because if we have different possibilities, one of those possibilities would also have to entertain time travel, correct? Because um, time itself can be a marker a probable chance you know time alone existing by the minutes the hours a second maybe that's what math is for figuring that part out right i don't know i don't know but you can go forward and you can go back what are the probabilities of that being repeatable Pretty fucking high if you can count the numbers. <laughs> Pretty fucking high if you can count the numbers. You can do the math, essentially. And if we can't do it, do we have a machine to do it? So it's fun conversation, good movie topics. But um, I do wonder. And I, um, I, I, still I still stick by the uh, summary I said the other day where um, movies and entertainment is just a way to introduce bad ideas. And... Um, you know, maybe somebody will think about it, you know, that's really smart enough to figure out, oh, yeah, this, that'll never work. That's hilarious. But 
we can make this work and it's kind of the same thing you know <laughs> i say that about cell phones you know somebody probably had an idea of human sharing thoughts right and the closest thing they got to it was a cell phone but it may develop into something crazier you know cell phones are already small and basically chips and now we're trying to get these chips to work off waves and if they don't work off waves already and mix that with the brain waves that we emit or magnetic energy that we emit or sound energy that we emit you know whatever it is we emit it maybe all those and we're trying to figure out that frequency right with technology so soon we probably won't even be walking around with cell phones we'll be able to communicate using just thought it's weird to think about but imagination is going that way or at least like a headband that works that way hopefully there's no like weird tumor side effects right with all that um but it's clear we're gonna be integrated with technology at some point right <laughs> We've been doing it for a long time and it will almost seem pretty goddamn smart, right? Um, I don't know if we're the probable future, past, present, current event that's going to experience that, but it's interesting because if you can give someone a chip and again, the chip itself is an AI unit, has a lifespan, all that, get it replaced yearly, you could essentially um, get rid of you know like the needs for shots and the needs for um you know really shots is where i was going i can't really think of anything else i don't want to say like vitamins but it's possible right we now have storage units that can be so small they can store like certain vitamins and dna test tubes and stuff like that who's to say in the future they just won't put all that in a chip you know, nanites, as they call them in comic books and those nanites, they've been talking about that for a long time. So I'm pretty sure they've been working on something I'm telling you all about. And so the chip, you just get injected um, and the chip, if you need a respiratory system like a shock, the chip will send out an electrical pulse and it will thump your heart back essentially with enough voltage um of course it and it's not like it's gonna always work but the idea of it is there right you need a jolt you're having a stroke the chip is able to sense heart regulations and shoot out that electrical jolt to possibly in that moment sustain your body sustain your nervous system because we know it works off lightning or electricity whatever you want to call it right so we have a bit of element in us um, we are functioning stars, essentially, <laughs> in this, in flesh and bone. It's weird to think about. <laughs> um, Mini radiation and all that. And what if we are able to get our technology small enough to where it essentially fits in a chip and essentially works off a chip, you know, with an AI unit? Um, very, very possible. Very possible future. Um, we've been talking about it in entertainment for a long time. Excuse me, you may hear some thumping. That's something going on with gravity and my elbow and my armrest. But I found that it's the perfect distance to speak to y'all. And maybe you won't get too much of my breath um, that I constantly hear sometimes. And I'm, I'm like, why is that on there? <laughs> sometimes I understand when I'm at work with this, you know. But anyway, back to our conversation, right, about chips. Um... It looks like that's going to be the future, you know. You can listen to music from it, you know. You might have to get multiple chips, you know. So then they can turn it into interesting merchandise, merch, and 
you know, exterior. And, but eventually, I mean, we are pioneers, right? We're a pioneering race. Whether that's technological, whether it's biological, whether that's emotional, intellectual, um, spiritual. We are pioneers of nature. Um, we are generators now of nature. Um, effectors, you know, as a race we are. And I think that's incredible. So we are only limited by our imagination. But we're also limited by the laws we set upon ourselves. Um, the laws we set upon ourselves in the sense that you already know, know I'm going to bring it up. Cancel culture. <laughs> we can't be out here canceling things. Think about the conversation I just had. Think about like if I had that and that went like a thousand people, two thousand, ten thousand people, whatever. And that number gets so fucking high. And then at the same time, that backlash is, hey, shut up. Stop. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Right. It was like, like this is retarded. You know, we, we ban your account. Uh, what did you do? You stab somebody. Uh, get them out of here. Right. And that might have been the thought, the speech to set us on the path to good or that person was. Right. But we've condemned them. Right. I'm in the notion of our bigot ways and. Um, pride, right? We all succumb to pride. And pride is pretty, pretty, it's a pretty demanding emotion, right? <laughs> you have to understand pride, but you also have to recognize it yourself. Otherwise, it will go unrecognized. And so, yeah, pride is dangerous, right? We don't want to do things that we don't like. My point being, if someone you don't like gives you a good message, you're probably not going to receive that good message, right? Because of that pride, that emotion of, yeah, you probably make sense, but I don't want to hear it from you. Well, that stubbornness. Um, so, excuse me. Yeah, like an interior burp, if you will. But these are the things that I think we should be able to discuss, you know, freely, openly. You know, if you're exposed to be a dumbass, then you're a dumbass. But you see how we got there. We went small steps. You could even say that we broke it down into 20 episodes, right? None of this has been unrelated. We've really been talking about the same topic. Um, and yet, I struggle to find a coherent category for this. But I think personal blog and society and culture is good we're always talking about each other and interacting with each other right we're always discussing our possible futures and in a sense that could be sci-fi as it is now because you know we haven't formed it into reality just yet you know everything's always shitty at first you know that first chip in the body that does the electrocution might you know, just electrocute a motherfucker, right? Instead of jolting him back. And so they're banned for hundreds and thousands of years and then they become black marketed, you know, and they got to recover from that and somebody's able to do it at the right percentage. And, you know, these are all topics that will have to be had, right? And we could lose it forever or we could never obtain it because of cancel culture. So, you know, that's why I think free speech is important. Um, but also, um, well, I think not being too much of a hypocrite is too. We want to 
condemn, you know, bad behavior, of course, but we also want to have a balance, right, of penalties or punishment, right? A balance of it. If it's imbalanced, then it'll become tyrannical. It will become controlling. And undoubtedly, the victim will be, well, just that submissive, right? And free speech cannot be submissive. Free speech must be, right, intolerant <laughs> in a sense. It's crazy to think, but free speech must be intolerant. <laughs> I don't like what you said, goddamn you, but fuck it. You have a right to say it. <laughs> Um, that's the nature of free speech. Free speech is not peaceful. <laughs> By no means. Free speech that is peaceful is submissive, right? <laughs> and there are times to be submissive and there are times to be unsubmissive, right? <laughs> My fetishes out there. <laughs> but anyway, that's my point. We have to recognize this balance. If we don't have this balance, we can't joke like we just did. We can't have fun like we are having. Um, how can we detract from that, right? That cancel culture. And I don't want to say it's sensitive. And I don't want to say we are insensitive. But we need to be. We need to have a sense of insensibility because it is a keen element of our making um we need to have a keen insight on our rationality but also our emotions and, uh, all right and our energy the radiation that we give off the magnetism right truly when we leave this planet we must be better philosophically morally but in balance with ourselves right truly we can't go far separated right and good competition by all means good competition great competition i love competition we need it right it drives us it drives some of the emotions in us so we do need it we just need a balance of it right to cope aesthetically work together right it doesn't have to be under one world government <laughs> as they say but we can just work together, right? Just work the fuck together. Or maybe we can be in a one world government and work the fuck together, right? In a human race kind of thing. And then I think we will conquer the stars, if we will. Should that be our goal? Should we be conquering or should we be working with? Truly, if we're working with each other, we must work with the other natural beings that truly exist out there, right? Life is repeatable. Point is, are we the first ones figuring it out? We're in the middle, we're in the last. Where are we? I wonder. Can we perceive our overseers? This brings me to a Twitter post that I ran across. Bad Poems was the account and he was looking for aliens in the Egyptian pyramid. And so I was curious to respond. So I did respond. Yeah, total. Our alien overseers love pulling pranks on us, right? Almost as if I'm submissive to admit that there is an overseer that I cannot perceive because 
I am not there intellectually. Almost as if like how I can place a, you know, animal, rat, rabbit in a box and it probably doesn't perceive what I'm doing as I move the mace around because even though it watches, it doesn't understand, all right? Or maybe it's understanding of a car, right? So it just treats it as an inanimate object because it does not understand what it is in a sense. It recognizes that it's there at the very least, <laughs> but does not understand it. What if we're at that point? <laughs> so I wonder, right? That's a fair point to make, right? That you are ignorantly submissive to a being in which you have no conceivable cognitive sense of <laughs> to even begin to react to it. I'm just saying that in itself can be something wild. That in itself could be something crazy to think about. Um, I mean, life is repeatable, right? And so is death. So if science says it's repeatable, I wonder, are we the first figuring it out? Are we the last? Are we in the middle? <laughs> you know, that matters, right? And I truly believe that these questions are being had. Now, I don't think they're important to us as now, you know, like us in the now, because I mean, what are we going to do with that information, right? I'm not going to pay the fucking bills. I mean, that's what we're worrying about. We are on a societal level and truly, surely, maybe that's how we operate, right? Because that's what's important. That's how it is now, right? These are the strides that we have to take, but it's fun conversation, say the least. It could be a good Star Wars series. <laughs> Uh, it could be its own series. It could be a good family guy, you know, things like that. But where do we go with that? Like that information, that knowledge, what do we do with that? I don't know. Um, is it useful? I think so in the grand scheme of things in conversational intellectual jargon. Like you want to shoot the shits with the guys and come up with possibilities that may be feasible. You may hit a golden egg, a golden goose in probability that makes you a foresight, a foreseer, right? And shoot, that would be cool. <laughs> and in a sense, I think that's what I would want out of anything to say something that came true a thousand years later. Then that really would make me a really good historian, right? Because we look at the past to know the present or maybe even predict the future, right? I wonder. We at least inherently have that skill. Most historians do, right? We're all unique in different ways. Um, every person. And so we should respect that. And we should respect our existence as not being the only ones um, with our intellectual level and to think we are higher because I believe that will keep us humble enough to prepare for survival. Right. The nature is very cruel if it's taught us that. And perhaps we are being trained to understand <laughs> truly what it means to exist. You know, I don't know. Um, is there a remedy? I don't know. Are we progressing? Yes. Are we slowing down? Yes. Are we speeding up? For sure. Right. We're everywhere in between because that is how we are now. Everywhere in between. We have not decided yet on if we want to work together to the goal. Do we want to wipe out each other and then head toward the goal? 
it's hard to say, right? But we're in practice in a sense. But truly, our oceans is yet to be discovered because space has yet to be mapped, railroaded, has yet to be, um, how do you say, explorable, researched heavily. It is our new ocean. We must get there, truly, as a human race. Um, that's our ocean. We have to use our resources to start a new pioneer, a new frontier, a new competition, right? Have we, are we not bored with the politics of today, right? Let's give us some scientific discovery. Let's give us some mathematical, philosophical debates, right? Let's give us some of those, some jargon in fun, but in like, in good human nature, bro, in good human survival. Like how long are we gonna play games with politics? Like it's boring, we're not progressing. I mean, before too long, they might even shut out our education, man. Should I say use our best ability, you know? Shit. Put all that shit under us, bro, and let's progress. We don't want to win the space. We don't want to lose the space race. Shoot, that'd be some lame ass shit. Losing the space race. That's like the coolest thing ever, man. Like, I imagine like astronauts go up there, they travel down. That's like, that's like having like ocean ports, you know, shooting out, waving, hey man, good luck out there. Conquer that city for us so we can be the stepping stones, you know, for the next generation, right? Build a new colony and that colony, right? I was telling my students, you know, the biggest um, device that probably would have kept some countries together would have been a cell phone. But it goes deeper in that. It would have been the fucking internet. The internet in itself is fucking wild and how fast it is wild. Remember my conversation about portals, right? Um, unfortunately, I can't remember the episode. I've listened to, to him so many times now I've forgotten. But the portal conversation, right? We discussed how cell phones can be telekinesis and portals at the same time when we're having Zoom meetings and Google meetings and, you know, Apple Live and Facebook Live and Snapchat Live, Instagram Live, Twitter Live, right? All these different apps that essentially put us face to face in almost real time with very little lag, no matter what service you use, I don't know. You know, very little at the very least. And so think about that. And think about some of these countries that warred because they didn't know what was going on because they felt they were independent. I mean, you can't reach me, I can't reach you, at least not in time that's very suitable and manageable for our cities, our kingdoms. Excuse me. So why would I, you know, waste time listening to your orders when I can do mine, right? Time was of the essence for whatever reason, for whatever glory, for whatever situation All right it's tough communication has made it less tough 
need to start figuring out how we're going to communicate faster in space, right? Once we get there, we need to make sure that whoever we send out there can listen to us, right? And we can act promptly, right? For any dissenters, right? These are conversations, right? That have to be had. And then other conversations, like why are they dissenting? You know, what's there to dissent to? Huh? Yeah. That movie Avatar is what I'm talking about. If you guys haven't caught on, right? It's very very simple movie but a very how do you say it has very like high foresight for the future we've understood ourselves enough to create a federation to go out in space and to communicate at least at a very high level enough to start producing resourcing right getting more and understanding more about our universe so that we can have new energy sources right Different energy sources bring out maybe physics never thought possible. Quoting Dr. Strange there in a little bit, <laughs> paraphrasing, if you will, um, and then slaughtering and butchering it because I couldn't remember it. That's what I'm discussing, though. That's what I'm talking about. That right there is interesting, right? But it's also free speech. Hmm? We numb out these ideas and we numb out these stories that could possibly lead us to a better future, a stronger future, right? All things are going to have to fall somewhere. Ooh, hold on here. That is a spider. Very good. All right, I'm gonna hope. I'm sorry for any point that was frightened for the spider because I was in fact the victim here. No matter how small it may be, there's a chance it was poisonous. That thing was super black, you know, and I know anything about black spiders. They're dangerous. <laughs> well then, that joke's not gonna go over well. But anyway, this is um, what I'm talking about, though. Um, possibilities. And essentially what we can do with them by working together. Probably the best way to say this is all things are possible when working together. Um, that sounds crazy. I know. Sounds very cheesy, very um, care bearish, but it's honestly, truthfully what I believe. Um, all things are possible if we work together. That may be sounding familiar to some people and I intend it to sound familiar to you. Right. Maybe I'm saying something. I don't know. Point being, um, we are the shipwrights to our future now, right? And we don't want to dissent from each other, right? Without a good cause. That's the point of the Avatar movie, right? Communicate so that we can, you know, work together so that we can grow together, right? <laughs> With the same idea, right? So that we have less enemies, right? Because if there are more animals out there, right? Not just the ones here, but more animals out there. We are technically animals, 
what other animals could form on different planets, right? And are we able to exist on those planets? And are we able to send support to those planets? Are we able to resupply that planet, that federation, that force, right? To protect itself from quite possibly a spider, you know, that is walking around talking like us, but you know, is has human features and is quite possibly as stronger, you know, than humans, you know? So what's out there, you know? That's the thing, you know, that's next. And, you know, is there a probability there's animals just like here on Earth and just like their Earth, they're living out like we are. So they're warring with each other and fighting with each other. And, well, now they've developed space travel and they're going to go conquer some shit because they haven't figured out how to work together. Hmm. So they're warring with things they come across first, right? We see ourselves as primitive on certain lands in this um, planet. And what if, you know, on another planet, they come here and they see us as inferior. We're going to at least want to have some intellectual conversation with them if we can perceive it right and understand it. Right. Um, Maybe they won't be, you know, hearing anything out, right? And nature has shown us that, like I said, that, you know, nature's tough, but it's a cycle. Just have to figure out what part of the cycle are we in <laughs> so that we understand what we must do, you know, in a sense. If we're working off a theory of self-preservation, that is. Um, there's so many ways we could go with that, so many aspects, and that in itself is only, you know, a couple of hundred probabilities and what could definitely be infinity. <laughs> in a way, this goes back to our mask, right? Um, some people think, like, when you talk about things using different verbiage, it takes the art of it out. So if I talk about spiritual, magical shit, technological shit, um, breaking it down by the science is boring to some people. Some people just love that mystery. That's fair. Some people like murder mystery, right? And some people like, you know, real stuff that's broken down, you know, that makes sense to the dollars on which they can, can communicate. Um, some people are more mathematic than others. Some people are more scientific. Some people are more critical than analytical. Um, it's just how we're wired. Um, I think society should be built around that. Um, promoting the positive skills that we are birthed with. You know, just a thought. But that would take away rights, right? If we did that, we would take away rights of freedom, right? Maybe somebody with those positive skill traits hired in someone may not necessarily want to use those skill sets unless they leaned on them, right? I would think you would naturally lean on your talents if you knew what they were, even if you didn't know what they were actually. I would imagine they would just come naturally. But that may not be the case for everybody, right? So... And if they is, if, and if it is, they may not like it. You know, what if like, for instance, in this universe, in this probability, um, 
this character was born, had skills and the mindset to be a super assassin. But he didn't want to act on those assassin skills. So, you know, he lived his life out in a normal Joe and, you know, he might be forced to use those skills finally in a movie of setting, of course. He, reality, he may just go his whole life without ever sustaining those skills or using those skills. But the society would refute him because of that. And so it would be harder to live, but he would rather live in struggle than to live up to those potentials and abilities to be a killer. In moral background, I think there should be a balance of it, but maybe he isn't one for that, right? And a society should respect that, right? It's the question of the good old days, right? <laughs> and I think they will be had more seriously when we eventually start space traveling, I think, in the new, you know, whatever, space travel, communications there, transportation will be there, and controllability will be there, um, terraforming will be there, basically reshaping the earth so that we can plant seeds and stuff. You know, well, that's basically like chemicals and stuff and spray it, see if you can get soil and shovel it on in and start growing stuff, right? Um, it's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be a real, real interesting future, right? And we want our shit together, right? We want our shit together for when that time comes. Cause we don't have our shit together when that time comes and the probability, the chances of us surviving, right? In any reality, most likely goes down, right? Except the ones we're prepared in. So, just depends where we are in the cycle as well. Um, there's other things we have to worry about too, but for sure, those other things may get conquered if we learn to work with each other and sustain each other and ourselves so that we can progress to that. Um, like I said, I truly believe we are the pioneers of nature, right? We're really good at being pioneers. As much as we are good at settling <laughs> and getting comfortable, it's a weird phenomenon. Maybe we are just living in paradox. You know, we just haven't realized it. It's interesting. But I think we can end it here because uh, honestly, I don't want to go on and ramble. I'd rather ramble, ramble on a, another episode. But I see we found our topic. It was very interesting and I really had fun. Um, I thought I was going to lose my thought at one point after that spider, but I'm glad I was able to get on to it. Um, just some updates. The website is still under construction, but it's doing its thing. Um, I'm also growing it appears on Anchor, so that's good. I really don't understand the stats, but it looks like it's growing, so I'm happy about that. Um, shout outs to all you, even in the UK and Germany. Um, there are some other countries there too, I didn't know. And Cali, shout out to Cali. And D, Houston, Texas, straight up hometown. And Spring, Tomball, Magnolia area. That's what's up. I'm glad you guys and girls and whoever's enjoyed it, man. Um, wait till I start teaching in Shanghai. That will be cool. Shanghai. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, it doesn't have to be Shanghai. It could be Tokyo. That sounds cool. Tokyo. Um, 
But wherever I end up teaching outside the country, I will definitely be creating episodes for y'all. And I think that'll present a new kind of dynamic to the show. Traveling teacher talking about things he's experienced (laughs) overseas. But yeah, um, besides that, my YouTube channel's up. Um, It's very basic. I want to put myself in it soon. I don't know how soon. Um, I'm probably going to co-use Captivate as well as Spotify and CastBox and all those sites. I'm pretty much everywhere now. So do hang out and uh, do follow if you really like it and subscribe. Let's get more people listening, interacting and commenting. Um, I have a Discord coming soon too. Don't know when that's going to be, but I'm pretty much set up on it. The shouts. Peace out, you faithful idiots. Hey, everyone. I'd like to thank you for coming out and listening. Special shout outs to Vante for producing the background music. And special shout out to Joseph for being the audio mixer. Um, if you'd like to know more or find more, then visit my new website, Broderick Lacey Hudson, or find me on Instagram as The Faithful Idiot. Or Spotify as The Faithful Idiot. Or YouTube as The Faithful Idiot. Look at that. So many choices. Decision making, right? Always tied together. But pick one or pick them all. And I'll see you next time.